I want to talk today in our Bible study about King Saul. He's an interesting individual. And, you know, he's a contrast with David. And I love the Word of God because God just, he didn't withhold any punches. Uh, he exposes the good and he exposes the bad. He shows us a contrast between the two. And oftentimes it's kind of good to look at the failures of other people in a contrast with the successes of other people. And then we can pick out and choose and look at these instances in their lives and how it worked and didn't work for them, how they handled it, how they didn't handle it. And Saul was a great example of not handling things very well at all. Um, <clears throat> in 1 Samuel 3.20, starting um, in chapter, I'm going to go chapter 9 and 10, um, God say, uh, gave Saul a new heart. God called Saul to be the king. Uh, the people wanted a king, and God said, okay, I'm going to give you a king, and God called Saul. And he had a new heart, and he, it doesn't mean he was born again. Okay, it just means that he did believe in God. He was a believer. But he never grew up in the things of God. This is an example of somebody who had all the things given to him, and but he never, never grew up. And this is a contrast that we don't want to become. Knowing the word and the voice of the... He knew the word and he knew the voice of the Holy Spirit. Saul was not up on spiritual things. He, he liked to walk very much as a cardinal Christian. He, was a, he liked to be not spiritual. He did not want to be spiritual. He really wanted the things of the world. He knew what God had called him to do and he knew God... But he really didn't want to practice what he believed. Uh, he had um, he had a really tough time of it. First Samuel twenty six twenty nine twenty one, and it says, "And we need to ask God to forgive us, but we need the Word in us to keep us from doing the same thing over and over again." We talked about this in my last lesson on sin. And without the, we can know that we've missed it, but if you don't have the Word abiding in you and you don't have your mind renewed to the Word, you're going to keep being a repeat offender. You're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And the way to keep from that is you're going to have to grow up, and you have to do it. Uh, God's not going to do it for you. He loves you. He's given you everything you need for life and godliness, but he expects you to take some initiative in your desire to either grow up or do you want to stay a baby in the nursery of the church all your life. Saul knew a lot about the moving of the Spirit. And he was given a new heart. He operated as a prophet because he was a king. He was anointed as king. He, uh, he had the Word. He had the Holy Spirit. He didn't have it abiding in him, but he had the spirit that rested upon him for doing uh, prophetic things. He could prophesy. Um, he, 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 he did not stay balanced. He was always either in one ditch or the other. And that's what happens to us today. I see Christians today all the time. They, they just cannot seem to manage to stay in their lane. 
pick a lane, stay in your lane, stay steady in your lane. But so often, it's like when you're driving down the highway and you look over and you get to looking off at the scenery and things on that side, you find that, uh-uh, all of a sudden your car has wandered off the road and is headed for the ditch. And some people, they get in the ditch, they never get out of the ditch. And uh, they have to have somebody to come along, pull them out of the ditch, get them back on the road, and it isn't too long before they're driving down the highway again, and they're in the other ditch. And then they have to get somebody to come along, pull them off the ditch, back on the road. And it's a constant struggle of back and forth. You know what? God calls this a double-minded man who is unstable in all his ways. Why? Because you're not established in the Word. You're not established in faith. Um, his life became legalistic and a man of rules because that's what happens when Christians get frustrated with their lives. They become legalistic and they put themselves under rules. And he was outwardly moral. He seemed to be a moral person, but inwardly he was extremely legalistic and full of sin. Inside, his life was filled with uh, jealousy, uh, hate, uh, envy. You know, we look on the outward man a lot of times and we see people and we think, oh man, they're, they're really walking the walk. But you know what? When the pressure comes on, and this is what happened with Saul, when the pressure was put on him and the squeeze was put on, what came out was not the love of God. It was the opposite. Hate, jealousy, envy. These were the things that were hiding inside of him. And there are things that are hiding inside of a lot of us that we don't want to deal with. And the, you know what brought this out in Saul's life was that when he had to deal with David. You see, sometimes there's a contrast that's put against you in your life. Sometimes you're contrasted with another person, and you see this other person, and you, you wonder, oh, well, why is everything going good for them? And Saul was surrounded by people who had character. There was Samuel, there was David, and they did all the right things. But instead of bringing out the good in Saul, it actually brought more of the hate and the jealousy and the animosity than it did the good. You know why? He looked and compared himself to someone else. And rather than deal with his shortcomings, rather than deal what was really going on in his heart, he covered it up. And he wanted to blame them. He wanted to make them the scapegoat. He became angry at them. And we do that. We do that with each other. And sometimes we find ourselves rubbing shoulders with somebody else. And instead of bringing the best out, it brings the worst out in his wife. Are they bad? No. Actually, they're not. But it reveals inside of us the things that we have been suppressing that we have been unwilling to deal with all this time. Um, during Saul's reign, he had, um, he had enemies that defeated him all over the place. He had the Amaleks 
the Amalek king defeated him. He had the Philistines defeat him. He had Goliath defeat him. And you know what? He always had an excuse. He always found someone to blame it on. Hello, it's the other person's fault. It's not mine. You know, when the enemy comes in and he starts stealing and killing from you, maybe it may be that you've opened that door. You need to think about that. I know Satan is a roaring lion and he's out there to kill us. But you know what? God also has put protection around us. He has put a wall of protection around us. But if you let your if you let your gate down, if you're walking in unforgiveness, if you've got hidden sins in your heart that you're not willing to deal with, if you've got things that you've done and you haven't asked God to forgive you for, you can you can open the door for Satan to come in. And then we want to blame everybody else. It's not my fault. No, it's your fault. You need to go back and check yourself out. <clears throat> Saul saw his weaknesses and had someone to come and help out. But as, as they did, he became jealous of them. You know, God sends people across your path to help you, to help you, to lift you up, to help you carry the burden, to teach you. You know, it may be that somebody comes along to teach you and you become angry because what they're saying to you doesn't sit right with your flesh. Maybe God is trying to say something to you and you don't want to hear it. And when that person, he uses a person to speak it to you. Um, there's a way of saying things, by the way, to people that can either go one way or the other. It can be very legalistic and hard. Uh, not, not backed by love, but backed by a very legalistic, hard attitude. Or you can say something that is in correction that is backed up by love. And there's, we need to learn how to listen to the Spirit of God, when to say what God wants us to say, but our tone of voice and the way we say it to somebody needs to be tempered. But whether they receive it or not is not your responsibility, okay? It's up to the person to receive it or not receive it. And Saul was not one who received very well any kind of correction. Saul needed David, and he always called on David when he was in a pinch. But then when, he, when things got better, he wanted to kill him. Know of anybody like that? You know, I've had that happen all the time. I have people calling me up and they say, my world is falling apart, everything's gone wrong, blah, 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 blah. Louise, help me. Will you? Oh, and they'll start coming to church, and you know, and we'll pray, and they're all enthusiastic about God. And then when God comes in and begins to work with them and corrects them and works things out and makes it right, I don't hear from them anymore. They're gone. They're not, they may be going to church, but that's just to satisfy the flesh. But they're off, they're off. They're off again in the ways that they were before they ever got themselves in the mess. They're doing the very same things that got themselves in the mess they were in to begin with. You know, you can push God's grace and you can push God's grace and one day you can't push it anymore. Okay? Because there's going to come back on you. Um, this happened to Saul. Uh, Saul 
you know, he even turned his own son, tried to turn his own son on David. Uh, I mean, on, um, yeah, on David. Jonathan uh, loved David. Jonathan and David were very good friends. And boy, Saul hated that. He didn't want anybody to like David. Have you ever, have you ever found yourself that the person that God has sent across your path to help you the most that you have become angry with and turned on and decide you don't like what they're saying to you. They don't like your actions. You want to turn other people on them. You want to get other people on your side not to like them. You better watch out. That'll turn on you in a heartbeat. And so David, he just, he was so naive. He, even when Saul threw a javelin at him, he thought, thought Saul was just messing around. Saul was trying to kill him. Um, David was a little naive. Um, he saw David. Saul saw David's courage. He saw David's conviction. He saw his total uh, dependence on the Lord and his complete conviction that the Lord would come through at all times. And you know what? They really irritated him. I had somebody say to me one time, I wish I would I wish I had the same kind of closeness and walk with the Lord that you have. And I thought, well, okay, we, we I can lead you in that direction. We can get there. But you know what happened? That person turned on me. They turned on me because they became jealous of the walk instead of learning how to live the walk and you know what we have to watch that that we don't become jealous of the others walk in christ uh saul turned to a witch he decided that he wasn't getting from god what he wanted to get so he thought he would shortcut everything and he turned to a witch and that got him in a lot of trouble um saul's family <clears throat> he had a great family you know, it's so funny. You see sometimes these, you look at these men and they're great. They're really stinkers. And yet they managed to have these good children. You kind of wonder, how did that happen? And Saul was one of those. Um, Saul, in his rage and his anger against David, he became a psychotic. He just, he, he lost it. He completely lost his mental ability to think straight. And all he wanted to do was to kill. He just wanted to kill David. And uh, David's godly life revealed Saul's personal sins. That, number one. David's great knowledge of God's word revealed how little Saul knew about God's word. Number two. And the people loved David. Boy, you talking about really putting salt in a wound. Woo-wee. David avoided the traps that were set for him. That made Saul mad. David did not return evil for evil. Oh, Saul couldn't understand that because that was his, that was his whole game plan. You know, I'm going to get even. I think what John Kennedy said one time, don't. Don't get mad, just get even. Oh boy. Uh-uh. We don't want that to be our mantra. David was always just beyond Saul's reach. 
because God's hand of protection was always on David. And he hated David's grace and the gift he operated in. You see, sometimes we're around people that operate in the grace and the righteousness and the fruit of the Spirit. And instead of seeking that and bringing that in us, we turn on it and we become angry about it. And we turn on them because it's not working in our lives, so we're just going to hate them. And he knew the kingdom belonged to David, but he could not acknowledge it. He knew the will of God and then tried to stop the will of God. How stupid could you be? It cost him his life. It cost him his son's life. You know, in the end, you're going to reap what you sow. You may think you aren't. But there is a sowing and there is a reaping in this earth. And we need to get we need to get real about the life that we're walking with God. And we need to we need to get around people that are walking a godly life and we need to learn from them and not not make them our enemy, but make them our friend. Because God has put them there for a reason to help you to grow up in Christ Jesus. I thank you for your time. I love every one of you, and I have a happy, happy week. Bye-bye.